Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Suzanne Blumpson. Today we're looking at the work of the charity Habitat for Humanity, chosen by the FT for its annual seasonal appeal. Chloe Cornish travelled to the mountains of Lebanon, where she met Noor and Ella, Syrian refugees housed by the charity, and here's their story. I want to tell you about Noor and Ala, a couple from the countryside in northern Syria. She's 31, he's 36. Noor has grey-green eyes. At one point, Allah tells me how beautiful he thinks she is and how much he loves her. They've got three children, two little boys and a four-year-old girl. Their daughter's name is Sham, the traditional word for Syria. They live in the Lebanese mountains, which are visited with Lubna Atia, a press officer for the charity Habitat for Humanity. Their house overlooks a valley. It's a lovely view. There are cedar trees and the air is fresh. The boys are at school. But although this place looks idyllic, Noor and Allah are becoming desperate. They've come a long way from the dignified life they used to have as successful farmers in Syria. Eight years of bad luck are taking their toll. It all started with an uprising in Syria in 2011, which mutated into a civil war that still hasn't stopped. What, what was it at the time that made them decide now is the time to leave? They left because they were afraid and didn't want any part in the conflict. She said, uh, she used a very interesting face, she said, we just want the, the basket without the grapes, we just want to get out. The family fled in 2012, driving to Lebanon in their own car. Like many Syrian refugees, the family had no information to help them make choices in the new country they'd arrived in. They didn't even have a mobile phone. On the advice of a cousin, they moved into a tent near the Lebanese city of Tripoli. Work was scarce and the tent cost them about $70 a month to rent out. They figured that was so much money, surely they could get a house for that. Noor's sister was living here in this village, so after a year in the tent, they decided to give up on Tripoli and move up to the mountain. But it hasn't worked out as well as they'd hoped. Allah hasn't been able to find any work. People tend to employ people that they know here. Their debts are piling up. Noor says she owes her brother in Beirut a thousand dollars, and there's a supermarket they owe money to. She gets 240 to cover food from UNHCR, but 200 she pays for rent, 40 she pays for bread. The landlord comes promptly on the fifth day of each month and won't wait. So far, they've not missed a payment. Worst of all, their son, Ahmed, is very poorly. He has a severe problem with his digestive system, which means he has a colostomy bag. It's painful and embarrassing for the boy, 
but they haven't had the money to get him the operation he needs. The house has been improved by Habitat for Humanity. The housing aid charity has worked with the family to install a proper kitchen and plaster the bare walls. They have also put in a better bathroom, which has helped Ahmed. Aid workers at Habitat for Humanity actually gathered their own money and paid for Ahmed to have medical tests. They're hoping that Médecins Sans Frontières, a medical NGO, will be able to do his operation. Noor and Allah dream of going back to the family land where they used to grow beetroot, tomatoes and corn, but they can't. Did they own the land? It's an area of crossfire. Oh. So the army is taking over. If they were thinking about returning, yeah. now they know that their land has been taken. Yeah. yeah. And possibly. And it's not taken, it's just used. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Do they think there's any chance they could get it back? والله ما عندي احساس لا ليش؟ لانه ما كنت صار اخذت ماس وصار بها يعني ببلش مثل المقطع صار عندنا الخاوي ياكل الضعيف لانه مش قال لي خذها الجيش هي والبيوت Sitting outside the bare concrete building they pay around $150 per month to rent a house that doesn't even have windows. It is painful for Noor to remember the home they once had. Thanks for listening. You can find a link to our seasonal appeal in our show notes. We'll be back with another news feature next week. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, do take a look at our latest subscription offers at ft.com offer. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.